Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Today on the show, we have Howard Tuning. Howard is a devoted follower of Jesus. He is the founder of City of God Church, Tampa. Howard, it is an honor to have you here today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Matt. Yes, it is uh, great to have you here. Howard and I got connected years ago. Uh, We were both serving in different outreach roles, and a mutual friend, Barry Houghton, said, you guys need to meet, and we ended up getting connected. And, um, you know, thought this is a cool dude right here, knew nothing about backstory or anything else and, but just ended up developing a friendship. And then from there, when we ended up joining the gathering place, you know, Howard and Nate were two of the people that we knew from our old church and and ultimately two of the big draws. And of course, as soon as we got there, they said, oh, we're actually leaving. Uh, so (laughs) didn't know that they were already planning a church. God had already laid it on their heart to plant a church in Tampa, but I always love to give people backstory when we've got it. I love your heart for people. I love your heart to serve. And you, you've got an extremely strong anointing inside of you. And uh, it's just been exciting to see what God has already done. And I know that that he's going to continue to reach Tampa through uh, the two of you guys and the rest of your team. And so it's uh, it's really exciting to uh, yeah. to see what's taking place already. Thanks so much. Yeah. But uh, who you are now is not who you've always been. And so, again, as I just alluded, I I did not know the backstory when we first met, but when I heard it, it's like, man, this is a guy who, A, the the faith is, is so genuine, but B, like you went through some really difficult times in order to get the connection that you've got now. So tell us how you encountered Jesus and and when that life change started. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I grew up in a family, to be honest. Uh, you know, they took me to church, and I believe that uh, just as a child, I accepted the Lord. Um, but um, got into that uh, teenage years and ran from God, and um, it really took me down a very dark road, uh, sort of experiment with drugs. And, you know, from there, I got into a place where I began to deal drugs and uh, there was one night um, a guy pulled a gun on me and I was living in such a place of darkness that uh, I just um, I wouldn't stop. And uh, the guy pulled the trigger and shot me, um, drove myself to the hospital. God had so much mercy on my life because I remember this in the aftermath that I never repented. Um, I would not have wanted to meet Jesus that way. And, um, you know, so I, I literally two ladies drugged me up to the door and my life was preserved. Uh, I would like to say that I was like the prodigal son at that point and came to my senses and I didn't. Um, I just got right back out there and really, to be honest, with more of a vengeance, more anger, uh, a little bit of revenge. And, um, you know, thankfully, uh, this is uh, my opinion. I feel like the, the love of God, uh, a, a piece of it is, is God will let you hit a wall um, to save your life, to get you back inside of his, his path. And so uh, I had got away from doing the things I was doing. Um, I knew my life was going to uh, be extinguished if I didn't. And um, so I got away from it and got into family business. But um, the wall that I hit was the federal government showed up at my dad's house. And it was the DEA, the FBI. I think it was every three-letter 
federal government <laughs> group of guys showed up and uh, they said, we have a indictment for your son. And um, my dad calls me and he says, there's a, an indictment that says United States of America against Howard Tuning. I remember saying to my dad, I said, that's, that's all 50 states, dad. And my dad said, that's right. That's all 50 states. And, uh, you know, from there, ended up turning myself in and uh, I was facing a life sentence at 27 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, I fell to my knees in that process and I truly repented. I didn't ask God to deliver me out of prison. I told the Lord that uh, I would serve him uh, the rest of my life. I probably didn't know what I was praying, um, but God did move in my situation and and had my sentence commuted uh, to a degree, but I still had to go in the fire. And, um, but I went in the fire on fire and that was a, it was a big game changer. God introduced me to a man named Ernesto Alvarez that changed my life, Spanish guy who began to mentor me in federal prison. And I was sentenced to 175 months. That's 14 years and seven months. And, um, but I went in with joy. I'm serious. It didn't make any sense. I went in on fire and God connected me with Ernie and I got into uh, seminary. And really from there, Matt, I just, uh, you know, it was kind of a whirlwind. Um, all I did was study and pray. I didn't understand this at that time, but God was pouring grace on my life that I didn't really comprehend. I had a desire to study the word of God, a desire to pray. I worked at night in the barbershop and I just studied all day. And I did this for years. And there came a point where just God opened up doors for me to preach and I never asked. And so I was asked to preach at the chapel and do Bible studies, et cetera. And I started mentoring men and just continued to grow. And this became the, this became the process. And this is really um, I mean, it was an ongoing encounter. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, um, you know, I don't think it was a, a specific aha moment, but just, you know, God used a person. And then from that person, God just continued to meet me and um, God just continued to pour into me. And um, I didn't have, have a lot of instruction. I just kind of like the Holy Spirit was leading me and I'd pour into other people and it just became the norm. And then, you know, fast forwarding, I was there for 12 years and seven months, a long time. And one of the very last people that I got to pour into was a guy named uh, Mayo Sowe. I was a football player and kind of a big dude on the compound because he's an Auburn guy. And uh, when I met him, everybody called him Gico. And uh, the reason I bring him up is because it kind of like the reason why I got back to Alabama. Um, I'm from Florida. I was able to, to, to mentor him and pour into him. And then I go home, I go to Florida and he goes, he gets out and goes to Alabama and he was the guy that kind of convinced me to move to Alabama. But in that process, uh, I met my wife. I was, I was single with no kids, and I met my wife, and uh, God put on my heart, um, hey, I want you to move to Alabama. And uh, my wife's like, hey, <laughs> we don't know anybody. You know that guy, Mayo? And I was like, that's the only person. And I said, I really feel like this is the Lord's direction. And that's what got us to Alabama. You know, we, we were just sold out for Jesus. We were willing to, you know, at all costs follow him. And um, it's very funny, man. We had, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm fresh out, you know, so didn't have a lot of finances. Um, I knew Jesus. Um, there was a possibility of a job and just got married. So not a lot of stability, you know, but very anchored in the Lord. And it's really crazy. It really is in hindsight to see what God did as we moved to Alabama um, and uh, began a new life there. So uh, I'll kind of pause there, you know what I mean? Because there, there's more, but um, it's just, it's, it's really, really, it blows me away to see the grace of God and what he did um, in my life in that process. Uh, I got to be a part of so many different people's lives. And from, I would say, from the East Coast all the way to Hawaii, there's a guy named Makoni Kapihe, who's an associate pastor out there who's in prison with me, who's in ministry now. 
And I got to be a part of different people's lives. And God, you know, baptized people in the Holy Spirit, you know, revolutionized their life in so many different ways, gave them purpose, um, you know, and just uh, it, was, it was an honor. Um, you know, people sometimes ask me, you know, like, what was it like to be in prison? I was like, it really wasn't bad to me. And they were like, you know, you're weird. I'm like, I was just I was, you know, I looked at it kind of like um, like school. And I, I did. I went through multiple seminaries while I was in there and um, I didn't waste my time. I didn't take naps. You know, I was very disciplined and that was part of God's grace. I didn't understand. Um, so the time it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't hard. You know, there came a couple of times, you know, over a few years that, yeah, you want to go home, you know, and we all have emotions. But overall, it was God was just showing me to pour into other people, you know. So so I'm in Alabama now. And if you want to pick up there, I don't know if you want to need to pause for a minute. So, yeah. First, I just want everybody that's out there listening to understand that that nobody is irredeemable. There's not a single situation that you could put yourself in that God will not only forgive, but he will forget. Now, the word says that that he forgives and forgets. Like It's instantaneous. When we ask him, Father, forgive me. I mean, he, he did it with the, the man on the cross. You know, instantly, uh, Jesus said, you're going to be with me in heaven to, today. You will be with me and my father in heaven. And you know, that was a, an instantaneous situation that this guy's guilty. He's being crucified alongside Jesus. And then Jesus, as he's about to go be with the Father, he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So forgiveness is God's nature. You know, it's not a re- lot of religious people's nature. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people that, you know, they would hear this and say, well, how's he qualified to preach? You know, he was in prison. You know, God's grace is sufficient for everyone. It's only by God's grace that you're a pastor, that that I'm a pastor in the marketplace. You know, I don't deserve to be in a church setting, let alone leading or or serving in, you know, the capacities that I'm in today uh, to have a podcast telling people about the the testimony of God's goodness. If it weren't for his grace, mm-hmm. all of the things that I've done in my past, so many different things that he's redeemed Again, it, it's uh, God is is so loving. He is so kind. He's so patient because you know, as you were running away from God, I did the same thing. You know, a lot of bad decisions didn't end up in the same circumstances, obviously. But you know, that there's not a single person that will not make a decision that disqualifies us from His love without that. You know, Father, forgive me. You know that there's everybody's a sinner, and and it's only by His grace that that we have the ability to receive His love, to receive uh, the forgiveness, and and all those things. So I just want to uh, bring that in because I'm sure that there are some people that that they just don't get it. And and the reality is, first of all, there were a lot of parts of the Bible that were written in prison. So. God moving powerfully in prison is biblical. It's something uh, now how they got in there versus how you got it a little bit different, but it doesn't matter. At, at the end of the day, God transformed you and he used you to speak to people in prison. No different than Paul, no different than Peter, no different than you know other disciples that got locked up and they still said, you know what? I'm going to praise him even with, with chains on my wrist and on my ankles. I'm going to continue to serve him. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to sing. And, you know, so I just, I think that it is really important that, you know, the religious spirit that is so often 
prevalent in the United States, especially, you know, that people understand that that God is amazing and and what he's done in your life, what he's done in my life, you know, there, there was a before and there's an after there for you, for me, uh, there should be a before Jesus and an after Jesus in every single person's life. And there's not, if there's not a dramatic difference, then it's like, have you really, do you really understand what he did for you? Do you really understand who he is? Because you ought to look completely different. So I'm thankful for, you know, what he did for you, what he did for me and what he could do for anybody out there listening. You know, again, as we talked about before we even started, you know, you're real, you know, and, and there are a lot of people that they don't like going to church because, you know, their pastor tells them one thing, does another, or uh, they don't necessarily share the things that they've been through that have gotten them to the place of where they can speak on the things that they know now. And so I just, I think that there's an incredible grace that that's upon you to speak to people that are in difficult situations. Because there's a lot of people right now that are living in craziness. The, the world is full of chaos and Jesus can bring order into chaos, no matter how chaotic that situation is. And that's what your story is about. You know, it, uh, a disheveled mess, uh, chasing the wrong things, and God cleaned it up, dusted you off, and said, I'm going to send you in. You're going to be a minister in this prison, and I'm going to continue to use not only your situation there, but I'm going to continue to use you to go wherever I ask you to go. Stay tuned. We'll have more Living Life on Purpose after we hear from one of our sponsors. Are you a business person that's hungry for more of the Holy Spirit at work? Partnering with God is what you were designed for. Experiencing God at work and being a blessing to the city that you live in is accessible to every believer. Hearing from God for your business and city shouldn't feel mysterious or inaccessible. Heaven and Business exists to give you access to the tools and training you need to equip you to grow with God in business and influence. Begin with our free trial and an online membership, then explore the events, community, and other resources. Check out heavenandbusiness.com today if this is what you're looking for, and I promise you won't be disappointed. And now, back to Living Life on Purpose with your host, Matt Wilson. You end up following him to Alabama, and you, you start getting into more of a ministry role now as a free man. And, uh, you know, Mayo's got you in Birmingham. And uh, tell us more about that. Well, even before I left Jacksonville, we did. Uh, I was I was on staff at a church and okay. I started a Bible college in Jacksonville and uh, got that up and running. And like I said, the Lord asked me to go to Birmingham and um, followed him there and um, got involved with uh, a church called Church of the Highlands and served there. Uh, went through their college. Um, there was a couple of cool opportunities that opened up. And in that process, I'd met Pastor Matt from the gathering place and we wrapped up a 21 day fast. And um, it was day 21. I was going with him to uh, Cracker Barrel in Moody, Alabama. And he uh, he said, hey, man, I want to offer you a job. And uh, the Lord had blessed me with an incredible job in the marketplace, something I was not qualified for. It was his grace. Um, moved me all the way up into uh, an executive um, of a field that I didn't go to school for. It's just God's grace. I'm always going to honor God's grace. Got a very big contract, Matt, probably the biggest contract legally, <laughs> making legal money. And I wasn't in that role very long. And Pastor Matt offered me this job. And the Lord told me I was going to leave even before Pastor Matt offered me the job. And I uh, prayed about it and said, uh, you know, Lord, uh, it's, it's not a money thing. I'm willing to follow you and stepped away from the marketplace and uh, took the role with Pastor Matt. 
um, as an associate pastor there. Um, and uh, yeah, jumped on there and uh, I started a Bible college for Pastor Matt, you know, uh, um, stepped into his office and said, you know, this was my heart to, you know, to try to pioneer a school and went out to uh, one of the campuses and was a campus pastor there at Calera and um, just did like a, a mini one out there. And then we, we, uh, we started the school, TGP School of Ministry. And it was in this process in 2019 where the Lord was really speaking to me before COVID about, um, I want you to go plant a church in Tampa. And, um, you know, my wife and myself, we came down here, we fasted, we prayed, went around the city and we just, uh, we felt the Lord uh, wanted us to make the move and told Pastor Matt and he was 100% behind us. Um, man, he's, he's one of my, my best friends and incredible man of God. And um, said, I'm all for you. Just let me know however I can help and uh, backed all that up, you know. And so, um, yeah, in 2020, we we made the announcement. Then COVID hit and we're like, well, we're accountable now. <laughs> we got to step out on what we said. And, um, you know, we uh, we ended up building a team and uh, it was 35 people uh, chose. God spoke to them. I didn't sit down in front of anybody, say, hey, you want to sell your house and move to Florida? You know, God spoke to 35 uh, people, and um, we we made the move here and uh, planted the church here in Florida, uh, Tampa, Florida, September 19th of last year. So we're coming up on our our one year anniversary. So um, man, it's been uh, it's been incredible. You know, uh, I so miss the the season in Alabama, but that's what it was. And in the kingdom of God, there's seasons that we go through, and uh, there's seasons where God connects us relationally. Um, there's seasons where God grooms us in our personal life for something else. And uh, I, I really believe this. The heart of God is to follow him um, even into uncharted waters, you know, and it's what it was for us, you know, planting a church in the midst when it seemed like everything in the world was falling apart and everybody was not gathering. Um, God spoke to us and said, go do that. And uh, we were we're faithful to follow him. And he's honored that now. And um, we're here and uh, the church is prospering and we have incredible people. That's exciting. And, you know, one thing again, that uh, people need to realize, all right, so you had 35, Jesus only had 12 originally. So you got more than double what he had. Yeah. You know, so uh, almost three times what he had. And, uh, but, I'm not so, <laughs> but he lives in you. So uh, at the end of the day, those 12 people changed the world. And, you know, so it's going to be exciting to see what these 35 original folks do to change Tampa, Florida and the surrounding areas, because, you know, as you and I've discussed before, and, and as I just referenced earlier, my old days, uh, when I was in college, my roommate was from Tampa and we used to go down to Tampa because it was a great place to party. And so, you know, it was, you know, Gasparilla, the, the day parade, the night parade, it was a wild place. So I know there are a lot of people that need Jesus in Tampa, Florida. I was one of them and they're on vacation, but uh, I was definitely one of them. So I just, I think that there is, um, you know, there's a whole world that is hurting. There's a whole world that is desperate to see something different than uh, what the news has to offer, what the media has to offer, what social media has to offer, what politicians have to offer. And his name is Jesus Amen. and he changes everything. And that's what you guys are, are bringing to Tampa, have for almost a year. Uh, so 
and walking that out, you know, in the midst of, again, a COVID season uh, with a lot of people not wanting to even be uh, in a church setting, uh, the church has, you know, declined dramatically nationally, um, you know, were there any moments when you were wondering like, all right, God, uh, was this you or uh, is this a bad idea? Because the CDC says uh, this and you're telling me the the opposite. Was there ever any wrestling or you just knew, God, this is what you've called me to do. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, really, Matt, the, the key was all the people that God spoke to. You know, um, everything we do in the kingdom, we do with people. You know what I mean? You don't do nothing by yourself. If it would have been my wife and myself coming down here, I think there would have been a lot more challenges from a place of maybe doubt, even unbelief, um, fear, all those things. But the fact that God spoke to, you know, 35 other people, um, like I said, I never sat down and asked, you know, please come with me. Um, Pastor Matt did let me share the vision, um, but God spoke to other people. And I think that that's one of the biggest confirmations. Um, I believe that, uh, you know, the reason that Jesus Christ came to this world is for one thing, and that was family. Um, God wanted a family, and God loves to get a, a group of people together that create that culture of family, which is heaven. And we, we had that before we left. You know, we were already meeting in Birmingham. Uh, we were building that nucleus and that culture of family. If you ask anybody at City of God, hey, what's your culture here? Everyone will shout one word. It's family. And um, it's something that you have to work at. But we, we, we had that initially. Uh, we began to build that, communicate that, love on each other in very practical ways. And uh, because I, I had that safety net, if you will, of different people that God had spoke to, and we were doing this together, you know, it created a firewall in my heart. You know, so there has been lots of challenges. Oh, my gosh. There's been more than, you know, your, your average challenges. When you're planting a church, they have all these different things that you do to help gather people. And guess what? None of it worked. <laughs> I mean, none of the normal things work just because we're not, we're not in a normal world. So we're, we wasn't, you know, we, it, didn't, it wasn't just a, a resource issue. You know what I'm saying? It was, um, there was just challenges that um, no one's faced before. So, but we had God and we, we knew God and we, we, we continue to trust Jesus and pray and ask the Lord and, and God will be faithful to send people. You know what I mean? Not just people, but God would send leaders. God would send us the right people that would um, help strengthen the family and continue to build the family. And uh, that launch team went from 35 to 60 before launch day. And, um, you know, so on launch day, we had, you know, an incredible uh, group of people that came. You know, and then the metrics always show that normally you lose half those people. They kick the tires, et cetera. But God has kept a very powerful network of people together um, that we call family and, um, and we're building. And our heart is this right here, revival. You know, that's what we're going after. We've partnered with multiple pastors and churches down here. Um, there's a guy named Pastor Gio with Abide. Uh, there's a guy named Pastor Chuck with Overflow. Uh, another guy named Pastor Caleb with the resting place. And we're all believing for revival. And we believe it's going to be regional. Um, there's been people that, that live in different parts of the country that God has spoken to and said, move to Tampa. And these are people that's not from Florida, move to Tampa because there's going to be a fire that breaks out in Tampa. And they said specifically Tampa, and it's going to spread. 
I didn't hear all that. God just said, go to Tampa. So I'm told, I was telling Pastor Renee, I was like, look, man, we just kind of fell in the river. <laughs> just kind of <laughs> fell in the river. But that, that's our heart. You know, our heart is we love the Lord. We want to see this city flipped upside down. Um, even the name we believe is prophetic. I think it's the name that God gave me in prayer, the city of God. And all the, all the ancient maps of, of, of Tampa, um, that's the British maps as well as the Spanish maps. It's not called Tampa Bay. It's called the Bay of the Holy Spirit. That's actually what it says on the maps. It says the Bay of the Holy Spirit. So we're just prophesying that this city will be called the city of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. So you've got uh, a great heart for missions and outreach. And you know, so you not only want to disciple the people there in Tampa, but you want to send them out to a part of that Acts 1-8 vision. Tell us uh, a little bit more about that and, and what uh, the other places that God's placed on your heart. Yeah, so it's really what I love to do. I, I probably love to do this more than preach. Is I just love to pour into people, either be a one-on-one level or even a group level. So something I've already started, um, and I did it last semester in what we call connect groups, what other people call small groups, is I started a group called Young Theologians. Um, we did it via Zoom, and we allowed uh, people across the country to get involved in it. Um, just to develop leaders. Um, but just like I said, I've, I've had the privilege of starting a couple of Bible colleges. Um, we want to continue to uh, pour into people and raise up disciples. It's part of our house. Um, so I'll be doing that uh, for the next few semesters and just uh, raising up leaders. Uh, we do believe that in, in, in the state of Florida, um, it is, a, is primed for a big move of God. There's 4 million people in the greater Tampa area. Four million. Um, if you get down to Miami, there's seven million. It's just a lot of people, and it's it's one of the most lost cities. Tampa is. I'm not sure with Miami, but um, there there are lots of churches, but there's just lots of people. 750 people a day move to Florida. There's just a lot of people here. There's a there's a large uh, Islam con- uh, uh, demographic of people. There's a large um, Indian group of people with a lot of uh, Hinduism, um, and it's just it's prime for a move of God. So we're raising up disciples. We believe that, you know, even though we, we have a heart to go to Africa and India, those are two continents that we have a, a bullseye on um, right here in our backyard. You know, we have large demographics of people that's not saved. And so we're going to continue to raise up disciples uh, for this city, as well as uh, two other major cities. Um, Miami is on our radar, uh, as well as Jacksonville, which is my home city. Um, so those are two places on our radar. That's exciting. And so how can people find out more about City of God, more on, you know, whether it's website, social media, what does that look like? Yeah. So, I mean, our um, social media handle is just COG Tampa. So um, you can definitely follow us on that, um, as well as our website is just cityofgodchurch.com. Um, you can just check out our website and uh, we just keep that updated with uh, different things. We have um, uh, a YouTube channel and you can just check that out. It's, it's on our website. Uh, with some of our teachings and things that's going on. You know, some of the other things that we love to do is we, we, we feed the homeless every week. It's part of our heart is to meet the, the needs of in our community. We believe those are places that Jesus would be if he was walking on the earth. So every week we go out there and we've created relationships with other organizations and they let us pray for people and minister to the homeless. Um, we do that every week. And um, human trafficking is a, is a horrible uh, crime that's happening in our country. 
and Tampa is rated in the top 10 in America. So um, that's something else that we've targeted. We've partnered with uh, the United States Institute Against Human Trafficking, and um, we work with them, and we have somebody on our team um, that leads that as well. So uh, those are just things that we believe uh, we will not allow in our backyard. And um, we're working with that. That's just domestic outreach that we do now. So part of our discipleship is actually targeting that, um, like I said, as well as just you know ministering to the lost. Uh, we really believe in taking it to the streets and praying for people in public and um, just loving on people, you know, and just allowing our lives to be revival. Well, I think that um, I know that the Lord placed the homeless on my heart in 2016, and I've learned more about God's love through ministering to the homeless. Uh, from the perceptions that I used to have, the you know all of the the thoughts and the disqualifiers that I had for people in those situations, God has changed my heart. The more I've developed friendships in the the homeless community, and you know, praise God, we've been able to get a couple of folks off of the streets. Uh, but you know, more than anything, you know, it, it's meeting basic needs. It's it's showing them that that God loves them and that we love them. And then, you know, human trafficking, obviously, that's modern day slavery, ultimately. And, you know, it does no good to, you know, abolish one form of slavery and then create another form of slavery. And we've got that and it's happening right underneath our noses. Uh, we served out at the well house uh, the last serve day with TGP. And, um, you know, it, it is something that uh, ch- you know, children are being taken uh, right under people's noses on a daily basis and they're, they're trafficked all around the world. And so it is extremely important that the church not only try to reach people in services on Sundays, but they go out and they be the hands and feet of Jesus. They say, we're not going to tolerate this. We are going to not only pray, but we're also going to use manpower and resources to put you know, actions with our words. And so I think that that's extremely important. The fact that you guys are doing this on a regular basis is is awesome. So, Thank you so much. Um, yeah, well, I've uh, really enjoyed connecting with you on here. Thank Thanks you so, so much, much for your time today. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. Good to see yes. you. Yeah, it's great to see you. And uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, we hope that not only you will follow us on Instagram, Living Life on Purpose Always, on Facebook, Living Life on Purpose. Uh, but also share this with a friend who needs to be encouraged. Uh, there are so many people. I just got off the phone with a client a couple minutes ago before we started this interview, and she was telling me about all the bad that's going on in the world. People need to know that there is good that's going on in the world. People need to know that the kingdom of God is advancing at a place like City of God, that, that there are people that are willing to say yes, they're willing to step out and not worry about the cost. They're, they're going to follow Jesus above all else. And this is evidence of that. So share the testimony that has been given on this show for people that need hope. Please, people need to be encouraged today. And this is one of the ways that you can do it. So thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you again in two weeks. 